So let me ask you, because the algorithm seems to change like every few hours with regards to Instagram, <laughs> social media, things like that. How, what's your take on, they got rid of views, right? Or is it, not that they got rid of them, but oh, it likes, does right? likes and views. And like, views yeah. yeah, right. So it's just like the most, I think it's the most recent person that had, that had liked your post. They, they'll show up as liked by, let's say, Bolton you know What it actually is, is um, it's the people that you're most heavily connected with. So, oh, that's okay. You, Leora Kim Jams, my wife. Okay, that's why she's always like, <laughs> show, love you, babe. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they know. <laughs> um, so, so, what's your take if, on that? Say, if you saw a blog TO post or something yeah, like that, yeah. you, you might see, oh, Bolton's Bites like this, or yeah, yeah. TO Food Blogger like this, or like yeah. the Athletes or Teacher like this. If, if like you are in that circle, yeah. they know that like, this is someone that you know you associate with and all this. We'll, oh, we'll show you oh, that, okay. that you know, the Athletes or Teacher has already like this post yeah right? yeah uh but yeah in regards to them getting rid of views and likes yeah you really want to know my opinion about this i, I do i do <laughs> get on that soapbox be great be kind your shine your time yeah, I'll, to shine I'll try and be kind on this one. <laughs> okay no, no, it, it is a, it is a kind answer but it's also an honest uh, answer Good. as to what's going on love it they tried to say that it was about uh, youth mental health okay of course, yeah. because that is sort of uh, a, like a set of buzzwords that's going on right now. Is social media destructive like for, for young kids and, and all of this? Is it addictive? Well, of, yes, of yes. course it's addictive. They designed these platforms to be addictive. Uh, is, it, is it destructive? Yeah, I guess it, it can be too, but um, it's not... They, they know that like if, if they're using the, that set of buzzwords that like it's gonna be really hard for someone to make an argument too because it would it would seem as if you're going against like soul yeah 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 okay. of course okay. we want you know the youth to to be like to be prospering and all of this yeah. right so they know that not many people are gonna be able to win that argument and if you do enter into that oh, yeah. oh my god you're opening up a can of worms and then how will people perceive you and all this right yeah yeah so but I don't think it's about youth mental health. Now, if I had kids, yeah, I would I would never give them like an iPhone or or an Android phone or like any smartphone early on. Oh yeah, you know like yeah, no way. Okay, no way. okay. I would be waiting at least until they were like sixteen years old or something like that. Really? Yeah, I would say so because they are like these platforms are addictive. Right? Okay, yeah. But what I so what I I guess what I don't appreciate is that they've tried to say this about youth mental health, yet they developed Facebook to be massively addictive, and then Instagram is a continuation of that because now Mark Zuckerberg owns Instagram, Instagram as yeah. well. And then they try and pin it back on like youth mental health. It's like, Zuck, yeah. you're not fooling me, man. Yeah, you yeah. created these platforms to be addictive. Yeah. And really, I guess the in, the intent when they thought about how they were going to monetize Facebook and then how they were going to monetize Instagram is that they run advertisements, right? So companies can buy you know ad space in the newsfeed, yes, and all of this, yeah. right? So they're pinning it on youth mental health, but really taking away the views and the likes is more about taking the power out of the hands of um, small businesses and influencers because they probably realized businesses are starting to spend money on influencers mm -hmm. and they're they're probably actually getting better performance 
out of having an influencer do a post as opposed to using oh, our ads okay. because yes they can target you can you know you can target like with with an ad you could uh, target like oh, everyone yeah, in markham yeah, or okay. everyone in markham within a uh, a 10 mile radius that uh you know is like even like interested in buying a home just yeah, based yeah. on like what they do on social media sure they might have like they might have looked up an article on uh, home ownership or something like that sure. and if if you really know about ads you can go in and, and target that sure but with influencers depending if you target the right niche yeah like if a restaurant wants to say work with a food influencer and the food influencers uh, following is predominantly say in Toronto and you know they have this much of a following and this much engagement and all this and you're able to run your restaurant through that to an audience that is uh, our food lovers yeah well that might be even more effective than running a sponsored ad so Probably it is like I'm sure they had meetings in the boardroom where it was like, listen, what can what can we do uh, to take the power out of the hands of the influencer, the PR agency and the small business? And I think that's what getting rid of views and likes likes. is all about. Okay. And I also think if I were to predict the future. Yeah. That they're probably going to within a, a year or two. They're going to make it so that you won't even be able to see your likes or any of your analytics on the back end. What? But now the reason why they would do that is they'll have the option at that point that they will sell to businesses and they'll say $20 a month, you'll be able to see all of your analytics, da 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 da, because uh, as, an, if, as an influencer, or a small business too, because you want to see what's you happening. You want to see, you need that. You know, you, like, you're not just going to believe your marketer when they say like oh yeah everything's great the likes are just pouring in da, 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 da. you're gonna want to see like the of course and all yeah, that, yeah. right so oh, that's really smart mike that's yeah, really smart they'll flip it into a little monthly subscription 20 dollars a month of oh. course any any influencer who's making like any money at all would be 20 dollars a month i guess i'm gonna have to do this yeah you know i do feel like this is a bit of a cash grab but i guess i'm gonna You're pay good. it yeah and the small business is gonna be like whatever no. yeah. 20 bucks tag tax deductible expense da, da 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 and then they'll pay for it right so now at that at that point as well people will be buying more ads mm. and they'll be paying that monthly subscription not to mention that another oh. thing too is like the algorithm changes yeah they're also about that as well it's like we can't let we can't let these businesses and influencers we can't let their uh, performance be this great yeah like outshine our platform essentially six months ago yeah i was at an all-time high yeah in terms of my my engagement right yeah not that everything's about engagement but i mean i was almost reaching the point where some posts would hit almost like three thousand likes (laughs) like not a lot not a lot of not a lot of posts but like the real like the the shining stars (laughs) were like you know had one that hit almost like 2900 or something like that right? right and then like a lot of them were kind of sitting around like you know 1500 1700 you know 1300 and like but most were hitting like a, a, a thousand and that too so that was really great yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> but, uh, now man the algorithm has has hit has hit people hard and it's actually affecting the big accounts okay the most it's affecting the big accounts the most so my buddy toronto food reviews right now yeah. at 7k is just having a, a field day you know his 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 engagement right now is amazing so uh 
<laughs> so, but, but mine is not as hot as it used to be. Are they just trying to diminish then people with massive accounts? Like your account's massive. I think I, I, I again I don't know the food scene. Well, number one, they only they only send your post even a, a well like a really great performing post. Yep. They're only going to send it to about twenty five to thirty percent of your yeah. following. Yeah. It used to be time based. Yeah. Right. In back in the the glory days of Instagram, right? Yeah. Where if you just posted at five fifteen, if it was probably just going to show up on the feed as like five fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Bolton's bites posted. Yeah. Man, I wish I started this food account back then. Yeah. Yeah. I was already taking pictures, like really bad pictures, but just for my <laughs> personal account and all this, like yeah. you just said, like you had brunch or something, so just whatever. <laughs> Posted hashtag brunch, hashtag no caption, brunch. no details, hashtag no filter, <laughs> like legit no filter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Th- that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. I want to talk about so Burlington. You 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 roll into this um, Caribbean. Did you say Caribbean place? Yeah, and specifically like Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. They find you because of just straight word of mouth. How do they get a hold of you? Can you just walk me through that process? Because you being a, like a social media influencer, huge foodie, I'm assuming you have to monetize this because it's your time. Your time has to be worth something, especially because you don't live close to Burlington. Walk me through that. So they reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, how do you, just walk me through that process. If, if, you, if you don't mind sure. sharing. Yeah. So in that particular case, uh, they sent me a DM. Yeah. They said that right off the bat that I kind of came like highly recommended yeah. and uh, they'd love to have me come by and uh, try their food yeah. and then feature it on my page and, and all this. And I had a I had a good feeling about this place. Like, you know, uh, especially like you usually like the Ma and Pa places, like that's that, that small time. Like they, there's a, there's a reason why they're in business and all that. And it usually is because like they, they have a passion for the food yeah. and, and all this. They so I, I had a feeling it was going to be good. Sure. And I think now I just have a pretty good instinct with restaurants too, and it actually ended up being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they reached out to me. I um, I got back as I would definitely like to. Um, I uh, yeah I I, ha- I have monetized it, you know. Yeah. But I but I also wouldn't be able like I I do multiple things to mm-hmm. kind of create my income. Okay. I also do social media marketing for restaurants, but I, not from the perspective of just promo posts. Okay. But I manage their social media as well. Yeah, so that yeah, would yeah. be like a, a big part of where my income comes from. And yeah. the the promo and all this for restaurants is kind of like the icing, icing on the cake. Because yeah. Yeah. I remember you were sharing that with me that as a social media presence force, um, that people, it, it would make sense to ha- hire you, to be like, hey, Mike, can you help with this? Because you're so good, just manage this. That would be amazing. But that type of job would never existed like seven, eight years ago. Like, pretty crazy. Yeah, se- seven or eight, it would have been in the, uh, I guess, the, the birth of that. Yeah. Right? You, like, there was definitely people doing like social media management and all that, and all of that, but um, but then it's also taken on more of like like the influencer part of it sure. became a bigger thing. So, you know, as a uh, as someone who's doing social media management for a restaurant, what I also do is I'll also occasionally contact influencers to have them come through for a tasting oh, nice. and then post nice, on nice, on nice. their page as well. Okay. Now, I'm also particularly good at that because I know who these influencers are. Of course. And I know who has like the most genuine following yeah. and you know, I, I know details about their accounts that uh, 
that I just I know a lot of I know a lot of stuff about the Toronto food scene. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I, I, I also know like who I would ideally like to, to have come through and all that. So it's really that would be one of my uh, biggest advantages, I guess, in the in the market. I know who all the foodies are as well. So. so you have to be selective with just probably the sheer number of DMs you're getting from people being like, please come here, please come here, please come here. You have to be selective because you only have so many hours in a day. Do you do you feel like you lean more towards just the mom pop shops versus kind of like those big restaurant like conglomerates? Mm. It would make sense for them to, to be like, we need to get Mike to come in. Like, how do you distinct like differentiate between going here, maybe not getting as much per se, versus this getting a lot more, let's say? Like is that something you struggle with? I do lean towards smaller operations sometimes because I actually feel that the food is often better. Okay. But I mean and that's then and let me just clarify that too. I'm I'm talking about like if you're comparing say like a Jack Astors or like, you know, a, a Swiss Chalet. Yeah. I mean the, the the food there is actually pretty good for both of those places I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. There's probably there's some definitely some some worse examples, right? But like if you're if you're talking about like the big uh, the big box chains and all of this. Sure. Overall, in terms of like my intent with the account and all that, I'm probably slightly less attracted to those. But then at the same time, there's also examples of of change that, that do amazing food, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, also probably not the best example, but like maybe like the keg or something like that, sure. or you know, which is definitely a chain. Yeah. But they just put that that little bit more uh, care care into into it. their food, right? I got invited out to this. Uh, menu tasting um, a social influencer food influencer reached out to me and it was so weird for me it was like hey we want you to come out to an exclusive tasting to this restaurant that's launching a menu and this is so foreign to me I'm like how much yeah. I don't know how much I'm like because uh, <laughs> I'm like I don't want to I'm like I don't want right. to pay like I don't how much is it like oh it's 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 oh you were asking like how how much is the is how much do I what right? I have to pay yeah, 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 right because yeah, yeah. I don't okay. it's so foreign yeah. to me because yeah, yeah. yeah. when you were talking about you're very calculated on who you bring into a restaurant to kind of promote that because of that person's audience and things like that and he's like it's free it's just an invitation to for fifteen people to come out and I was like. But I'm a real estate agent. That's so interesting that they wanted uh, right? Steve and, Kim, a real estate agent. And I'm like, know? but I'm just a real estate agent. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I get it. He's like, I saw a couple of your posts. It's, it, I like it. It's great. And I was like, all right, free food. Like, okay, cool. I'm like, like I almost want to ask you who it was, but obviously you can't tell me that. But uh, <laughs> oh no, I can, I, I can, because we, t- it's Devin Dine. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, when I walked in, wow, like, that guy's got an interesting mind. Yeah. What, <laughs> and when, when I walked in, when I walked well, you know in, what? Everybody like, has a, their own their their own audience, yeah, right? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if you just bring in another another foodie and all this, they might have they might have the same people kind of sure. like following them and all this. Yeah. So why not go with with Steve Kim, who it, has a unique audience? Of, yeah. Of people that maybe aren't just on Instagram for for food, but of course they still love food. Everyone loves food, and and yeah, it was really interesting. Like being ex- so, you went. I, oh, it's free food, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, can I bring what in restaurant? Uh, it was Hey Noodle in Markham. Oh, they were launching nice. a new menu, and I was like, 
noodles, Steve, amazing. And I'm like, hey, can I bring in one of my best friends, Levy? And he's like, uh, let me get back to you. So I was like, he got back to me. Like, he's like, sure, no problem, but no more. And I was like, okay, cool, no problem. But when I walked in, I felt like a fish out of water. There were oh small groups, a small group of people, For sure. right? And Any I was like, girls up on chairs. Oh, it was perfect it was in flat lay shot, right? I'm like, uh, I don't know what that is. I'm like, uh, with my like janky iPhone. I'm like, ah. Oh, do they all have cameras too? Like, I'm talking people like, had, like, Google Pixels just for pictures. The other people had, like, DSLRs. Yeah. People had these, like, portable, like, lights. Like, oh, for it, sure, yeah. it was unreal. And it, it was so weird for me because people were like, hey, who are you? What's your handle? What do you do? And I'm like, uh, Stephen Kim Holmes. They're like, oh, okay. Like, are you foodie? I'm like, no, I'm a realtor. They're like, what? They're like, next question. <laughs> How do you know Devin? Uh, he, Devin, DM me. I felt, I'm, I'm usually pretty confident in situations. That was probably one Steve, of the. I, I I can't even imagine you being uh, you well, being like awkward or shy. You it know was what I mean? like I'm, I'm sure it didn't even it didn't even it didn't go down exactly as you're mentioning. It, I don't you know, know, but Levy, I remember <laughs> Levy and I sitting on the booth and be like, I, I looked at him like I feel like I feel at a place here. I, I legit feel at a place because the thing is, is people are like, okay, so they started looking at my stuff and they're like, oh, you do the foodie like the foodie Friday and stuff like that. Sometimes I feel out of, out of place at those events. Really? Yeah, because I'm. But oh, really? You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little different with how I operate with with those. You know, I don't like the. Uh, okay, I don't go. I don't go to twenty person events anymore. <laughs> okay. When I, I like I like the smaller events. Okay. And now what we do as well is we kind of also organize our own. Okay. Um, one of the people that I do that with predominantly is actually Teal Food Blogger. Ravi, I love him. We've created, we created also a little group to kind of just organize things and also kind of build a portfolio as well of, of the content that we, that we do create called sure. Toronto Food Media. Okay. Yeah. So that handle was available. Uh, really? <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so now we kind of organize like our own, uh, little groups. Toronto we like, we like to do stuff between kind of five and 10 people Okay. because Number one, you're not fighting for the food. Yeah. You're not fighting for that perfect shot. Yeah, yeah. Some of those twenty person events are so weird. Yeah. The way that the, the foodies kinda of operate and all this, and you'll you'll see people like stealing a plate and taking it off here so they can get their shot without even asking. Yeah. Up on chairs that are yeah, eating that. <laughs> different like restaurant goers like looking like what the hell is going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going home and Check, writing, please. writing a negative Google review. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there, there was people up on chairs and, and like lights being uh, shine down and like you know being shot in like someone's face and yeah, all that. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> I, I restaurants also have to be be careful with the, the, the type of events that they're having because because Customers will have a problem with I, stuff I would, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll write things like that just don't look good for your public image. They'll be like, there was a group of food influencers who were who were there and you know, yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. taking up half, like, you know, half the place and, and all the doing like really weird stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. and all this. You want that on on your on your Google? Then it also it also makes you sound like like a place that, you know, is maybe like desperate for like promotion all that just because of the way it sounds sure. right like vanity right like like you went out of the way sure. to have this spot for like influencers and all this and and also it just makes you makes you sound like so bad that you didn't organize it properly and all sure. this so okay. that's why we like these like more like tightly knit like tastings micro, where we like, yeah, bring out sure. like who we want usually it's our like good friends and all this and because we get along so well yeah 
we have a lot of respect for each other. Nobody's going to be grabbing a plate, taking it off and running with it and all this, right? <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, hey guys, can I get my shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and we'll, we'll also work together on the shots as well. Like I got this one uh, girl, at, shout out to her, at <laughs> New Views, so it's N-I-U dot Views. Oh, nice. And she, te she tells me I take like the absolute best pictures <laughs> of her. It's just, I don't know, you just the angle and everything, right? And yeah. I, I, I do get some pretty amazing shots of her. And now, if I want a shot of myself with the food, yeah. she also, I've found, takes amazing shots of me, so. <laughs> On the phone, or what's the gear you're walking in with? You're this. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's did, you, did you actually think it was something else there? <laughs> Go on his page and let's have a poll. Let's see. It's pretty crazy, though, because for me, when I do just the foodie things, it's because I'm in a local area and I want to highlight a mom, a local joint, mm -hmm. right? That's the thing. I love food. I want to highlight just kind of local restaurants. I'm pretty sure that's how I found your account. I, I don't know. And, and the things, I got really janky photos. They're bad of the food. And sometimes I feel bad, but I'm like... It doesn't matter. This is I like this. The this good is thing good, is, and I'm like, get it out. You're like, you know, you're not positioning your account also as a food influencer thing. Yeah. I'm so not. it's like you don't have to worry about the shot just being like flawless and yeah, all this. Yeah, but yeah. from what I've seen, I, I think your stuff looks good. Uh, and I think it's you, you I think just, it's doing what it uh, what it needs to. More yeah, importantly. Yeah. Yeah. People are just like, that's great. This restaurant. It shows, and it shows, shows that human element Huge. to yourself. I think I, I think I told you that like early on. I really like what you're doing. I've never I've never seen a, a real estate agent who's kind of positioned himself as like a foodie too. Yeah. And I'm sure that like people are stumbling across these like geotags of restaurants and all this. Yeah. And, and they're, they're curious. They check out your video. They're like, what? You this know, guy's a realtor? Things, <laughs> things, ha things happen in... in in interesting ways. Next thing you know, they like their friend that's looking for a house. They're sending your video, and you should go with this guy. He seems he seems chill and actually like real. <laughs> it's not just listed, just sold, just listed, just sold. I sold homes in 0.47 seconds. Like, uh, I don't know. I just made that's not the ego play. But one thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna just give like I'm gonna give myself a shout out because I it just I felt so humbled when you'd said it. We went to Burger Mania. You were talking kind of about my account. And you're like Steve. I'm not looking for a place to buy. And I know a lot of realtors, <laughs> but if I ever need a realtor, you're the guy for me. And honestly, man, that was months ago, and I still took that to heart, like genuinely, like that hit like the bottom of my heart because I was like, this guy knows everyone. And for him to say that, he's not BSing me. He's not that type of guy. So that meant a lot to me, man, for you to be like just so genuine with me about that. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think no that's problem. why I like, we're like BFFs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's awesome. Um, What's something that you wish you knew or wish you would, like had known before starting? Like if you could do everything all over again, what would it be? Would it be like, I just wish I would start earlier or maybe like craft something a little bit different? Something you wish you had known like when you had started, like could redo everything. Start, starting earlier okay. would really it will, okay. be a big one. Okay. Because I've also... I've heard from larger accounts, yeah, ones that started, you know, back in 2012. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That like back then, if if you had if you had had the foresight, or maybe not even foresight, maybe just for whatever reason you were were so attracted to, or you were such a food lover, or whatever it might have been, been, or somebody gave you the the insight like this could really be big. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, it yeah, might yeah. have been, but the like the group of people who would have actually been 
a, a foodie or a food influencer back in 2012 like yeah. there was probably there might have been 10 or 15 uh, accounts that were actually taking it seriously because at the time back then if if like especially when you were starting if you if you looked around there wouldn't have been too many examples of other people doing that okay. but because there weren't it also yeah. gave you the opportunity to kind of catch that initial wave up okay and sometimes when you when you speak to the people who have say like you know 250,000 or 300,000 400,000 500,000 and onward yeah. a million yeah yeah <laughs> there are food accounts that have a million Usually, if they have, if they have a million in that, they're they're kind of more like repost accounts often, uh, where they're the way that they got so big was by sharing other people's content. Because if you think about it, every time you share someone's content, they're like, oh wow, someone featured my thing. Da da da. da. They send it to their friends. Oh, da, da, okay. da da da. Hey guys, yeah, this this page uh, shared my stuff, and that just helps spread the word. Okay. A lot better because everyone everyone loves a feature, right? But with those big accounts. Uh, a lot of the time they did start back when it was a little bit easier to grow an account. Sure. 2012, 2013. Okay. Yeah. So I just wish I started uh, sooner. Sooner. But there isn't too much I would change about the way I actually did things. As I think I even mentioned like earlier, you know, I I kind of like the whole um, when I started my photos looked like this. (laughs) <laughs> and now they look like this thing yeah, yeah. and that sort of evolution right okay. your editing got better the way you the just your whole approach to taking a shot got better yeah you learn things about lighting and and all of this i i like that evolution that's why i would i'm i'm not going to get rid of my old posts okay i still have oh, my nice. very first post ever where i i remember i i went out there purposely predominantly to get content but also i love sushi so i went for uh like some all-you-can-eat sushi and just yeah. took some some shots that are not the greatest you know kind of a, <laughs> kind of a dimly lit dimly lit sushi restaurant kind of looks like sushi I think. those are the those are the shots that you take when you're when you're not yeah. a foodie or food influencer got it and you're just a guy who loves food okay which i i, I kind of appreciate appreciate those shots when i go to like a restaurant geotag yeah. and i see all the like just the the regular customers that are taking food photos sometimes i i even like that because it's just so it's so real like raw, dimly lit, da, 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 yeah. right? but the the food still shines through yeah yeah uh but yeah i'm not gonna get rid of those photos i want people to uh to see the full evolution of like where i kind of came from and all this right <laughs> two questions i'm gonna ask I'm, these are probably the questions that excite me the most number one what type of food do you like the best so culturally, what type of food do you like the best? I'm talking like, I don't want the dish, but type like last meal. Where would that exist? What what would that be culturally? Is there one that to the forefront you like? Just to say the obvious. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. Probably, probably. I think I know what it is. Probably Vietnamese cuisine as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Was that going to be your prediction? Or? Yes. Okay. Because of the pho, right? Like I, I yeah. know that. Now, what is like pho is such a sim. It's it's such a simple dish, but yeah. it's like the way that a, a Beatles song is written, and it's like it sounds so it sounds so simple and easy, yeah. and all that. But that's also because it's like beautiful. It's so beautifully like it's it is complex, but it's so well crafted. Yeah, that everything that's going on in the background and all this just makes it sound so perfect. Yeah, that it seems simple. It's like right? Prince. 
Like Prince but is that's a music. What, yeah, that's kind of what fuzz. Like it's the, you know, there's so much time put into like the broth alone yeah. and then all of the different flavors like the you know the the star anise and all this down to even like the basil that you put in yourself the bean oh. sprouts and and all of that i don't know I, I i love i love pho and i also like other vietnamese vietnamese dishes so i'd probably choose uh vietnamese cuisine as a whole for like last meal oh. but also just my it's like that kind of food that i can eat almost every day okay okay it uh it, it it makes it makes you uh, feel good when you eat it too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is it is that comfort food, especially pho. You'll see burgers and stuff on my page, but you can't eat those every day. Like, <laughs> well, you my, could for like so could, many years. For, for maybe good, two solid years, and it's like whatever happened to both spice? <laughs> that, that got a little dark. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> how how were you exposed to uh, Vietnamese cuisine? Like, did you just go like, uh, that's interesting. Let's go. Is that like I think the first serendipitously, time, like you just no. The first time I had like real Vietnamese cuisine, I think I was maybe like kind of actually kind of it was kind of I guess like later in life, like nineteen years old or or whatever. And I was out with one of my bands, and uh, we stopped in at a Vietnamese place in Mississauga that now actually like it. it I noticed at at one point like many years later that they had renovated and made and made it like much bigger like they had taken down the wall of the neighboring uh business and now and now made it into like a, a pretty big uh pho spot but it's called pho de thi and it's here ontario and dundas okay um but that was the first place back when it was just a little small like narrow maybe like 20 or 25 foot long uh like hole in the wall <laughs> spot yeah and i think that was the first time i ever had pho wow. and i think so when you when you don't know pho that well, yeah. you might just kind of order it blindly, and then you'll end up with the tendon and tripe and and all of the extra yeah, all yeah. the extra stuff in it, yeah. which is not how I eat pho uh, oh, now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, tendon tripe it it is it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it, can, it can be good sometimes, but like I'm a, I'm a little more comfortable with just kind of like maybe like a rare beef. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's pho thai nem is usually my order. It's like rare beef and, and uh, brisket pho. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I don't know if you can answer the this. The more name. westernized. The more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this because I know you have quite a massive following, influence everything. Do you have a favorite restaurant? If you don't want to answer it, then because I don't want to. That to me is like people do ask me that question. I'm quite sure. A bit. I have such a tough time with that question, sure. and it almost seems when I get asked that question as if like, like man, are, are you are you even a foodie? Like, yeah, yeah. are you even the <laughs> yeah, yeah. are you even the food influencer that you're I, supposed I, to be? In all I was this? struggling right? asking you the question, but I'm like, you but know, he's an honest. The guy, reason like. why I can't answer that question very well is because it really comes down to like, what ethnic cuisine are we looking for? God. So, okay. if someone says. What's your favorite Mexican in Toronto? Sure. I'd be like, if you're just looking for something like grab and go, yeah, Seven Lives. Sure. You're in Kensington Market. Yeah, you're walking through. You go in there. Yeah, there'll probably be like a ten or fifteen minute lineup. That place is always packed, right? They're okay. like one of the most popular places, but also that's because like the food speaks for itself. It's 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 incredible. Yeah. So that for a grab and go taco spot, Seven Lives. For like a sit down, really enjoy the atmosphere and all of that. 
you, you want to go north a little bit to uh, DuPont okay. to play a Cabana Hacienda. Oh, okay. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really nice. It's really cool. And yeah, like the whole atmosphere, yeah, yeah, yeah. the music they yeah. play, you know, all of that. Um, again, another spot that's like Rand, you, you have to you gotta make a reservation for that one, I would say, depending yeah. on, on when you go. Yeah. Um, then if so, you know, for, for Vietnamese, uh, it would be maybe like on Dao, which is on Spadina, Chinatown area, which I actually just recently discovered from the Phone 1 6 episodes. I <laughs> love um, it. Pha Hung across the street is is really great just for like overall atmosphere and all this and a, and a good bowl, solid bowl of Pha. Pha Tien Than. Um, wow. Those would be kind of like my top three right okay, now. Okay, okay. And uh, you can also tell by the, the ratings I gave them <laughs> in the, in the Pha 1 6 uh, show yeah, on yeah. my YouTube channel. Um, but then. Uh, yeah, then 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 what else? Like you know, I'd have my places for like best barbecue, best burger, and all wow. of this, and that's why you can't just you can't just decide on on one, one. restaurant. Yeah, you know? you're right. If and if I was trying to give an answer for that, I'd probably end up saying something super generic. Yeah, but it's just like not the real answer. You'd look for something that like one of those restaurants that kind of does a little bit of everything, everything or something. Yeah. But that's not your that's not your favorite restaurant. How many restaurants do you visit on a weekly basis, on average? I'd say maybe like four. Four, okay. Okay. I don't know why I thought like every day you were doing this. Maybe it's just because your account's so awesome. Maybe between like four and like four and seven or something, just depending on the week. There are there are weeks where it's like, you know, tasting this night, tasting the next. Not to mention just those times you just go out for food. Sure. Just because. <laughs> just because. Okay, I got a couple of questions before we end off the podcast. I ask every single uh, guess this. I'm really curious about this one. What is your all-time... Oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can I ask you a couple questions, too? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, you continue with yours. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm sure I gotta you, be have, a you, got, you got a good question uh, for, yeah. for probably the last one, right? Uh, what made you go from... Uh, we kind of touched on it for a second. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but what truly made you uh, take the jump from being a teacher to being a real estate agent? Uh, great question, and it's a question I answer a lot. It's I got two little kids, Jordan and Noah, at home, and as much as teaching's amazing, like innately to the core of me, I am still a teacher all day, every day. Having two kids of my own, um, I could never go to any field trip. I could never do something as simple as uh, walking yeah, yeah, my yeah. daughter to school in the morning. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't pick her up as soon as the school bell is over. Yeah. Uh, back in November 2018, my daughter woke up. Jordan's like, oh, "Daddy, I'm so excited. We're going to the, we're going to the science center. I'm so excited that you're going to be there with me." I looked at her. I was like, "I I can't go. I'm teaching. I can't do that." Jeez. And she broke down. She says, "You never come on field trips." I went to my wife two seconds later. And I'm like, "I'm out. I'm out. I'm out." Because wow. for me, for me, I, I think you, I think you will, you will appreciate this probably more than just the average person who's on my account. I am a father first and foremost. Like I truly love my family more than anything in this world. And my parents, being immigrants, worked so hard in their businesses and stuff. But the biggest regret my dad had said, he's like, is the time I had, I didn't spend the time with you and your brother. And the moment I Jordan, he looked at me. He's like, you know, old like school Asian, zero, Asian like male, zero emotion. He looked at me. He's like, time is the currency of love. You'll always be able to make money doing whatever you want to do. Either time is, and time is also just the current, the the, the the most valuable thing in life. You'll never get I it 100% back. One hundred percent relate with that. Right. And I, I mean, it hit me so hard, and I was like, before October of twenty eighteen, yeah, I 
was working a nine to five, yeah. right? Um, and it, it just sucks up like so much of your time versus what I do now. Yeah. It's like, I have so much free, I have so much freedom right now. And you like, I can go you... to my family's place in, yeah. in Port Colburn. Yeah. Anytime, anytime that I, that I want pretty much. And yeah. I'm able to still do, do, work, do my like work, work. Yeah. Like, yeah. On the phone or yeah. on a computer. Yeah. Like, from anywhere yeah it's it's amazing it's so amazing and so it hit me i was like you know what like i got a short window of time while my daughter still thinks i'm cool right because there's gonna be a time where she's gonna be like dad like drop me off a block away from the mall and then you can go and i'll have my own personal crying game in the car and things like that but i live for my kids and my my family so because of that, I know that so deeply about myself. I'm all in, right? I don't miss field trips. I walk them every single day. Like, a little bit of backstory, when my daughter started JK, I had to fight the school board to take one hour off. They wouldn't let me take the hour off. Because it's the first day of school for me, I should be in class. Mm -hmm. But if you give me that decision all day, every day, I will always choose my family. Like, at that point, Three years ago, I would have left the profession just to spend the one hour to watch my daughter walk through the gate, line up on the wall, and walk into her first JK class ever in her life. I would have walked away from my job. If they said the only way you could do that is if you if you quit, I would have quit right there on the spot. Unequivocally. Those are such valuable moments too. You Huge. Know? Being able to take your daughter to like the, you know, the uh, I lose I, I, I lose business. That, right? People are like, "What? Well, how you do?" I'm like, I lose business because I'm not always available. I I'm not always available. I do daddy-daughter Starbucks dates every other Friday at 4 o'clock. From 4 to 4.30, you won't get a hold of me. I'm sorry. if it's a, And I'm going live on podcasts. Clients, listen. From every other Friday, 4 to 4.30, if it's a massive emergency, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not the guy for you because that is so price like that is so time-protected. That That's the beautiful thing that you even in – a, in a career like real estate, you actually have the opportunity to, to do that, to set your own hours and, and yeah. all that. And it doesn't actually have to – to hurt your your business, and if it does, all. and if it does, you just it have to be really productive in the, in the time that you do yeah, have, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's so. why I left. That's that's why I left. Yeah, so. and the upside potential too, right? Like uh, you know, you know what it is. It's it's doing what we're passionate about, yeah. right? I could I make more money? Sure, I could. Could you make more money? Sure, you could. But right now, I am living my best life. I am living a full and happy life. It's complete for me. There is nothing more that I want right now. I don't want more business. I don't want more money. I'm so fiercely happy with what I'm doing. This is it. This is it. I tell him this is this is it. Yeah. Please, I implore everyone, just do the thing that brings you so much joy and happiness. Yeah. If you need to make it tons of money. It can seem like a risk. That's it. it uh, yeah. But you know the, the bigger risk is is not yeah, yeah. going for exactly what you love. Okay, well that's you know it, I mean? everyone. <laughs> no, but so I mean that, that is kind of the perfect thing to tend off on. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, like all all of my mentality, uh, so much of it has been shaped by, like a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. On like thank thank God for that that guy yeah. because I think he's just given so many people who might have been like inclined to go into entrepreneurship or business or do something a little bit crazy, a little bit out there, a little bit outside of the box. Yeah. To give them the full permission. Yes. To just go and do it. Permission, exactly. And he's, you know, he's, he's a little aggressive. He's, he, he curses and all this, but, and it, it just gets the, it does get the point across. It does. Like, do what you, do what you love, man, because yeah. life is, life short. is short. Yeah. And 
I mean, maybe I, I'll like part like part of even the reason why I'm here and I'm I'm doing this, and also why I was chasing a career in, in music and all of this is because I I have a real world example of uh, of of the, that life is short. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Not to not to get dark or sad or anything like that, but um, my dad died at the age of 47 from a heart attack. Whoa. So it's like if you if if anything was going to shape who I became after that, it's it's going to be something like that. So, wow. like no, and that's why I think like yeah, like nobody's going to tell me what I can or, or can't do. Yeah, if I want to turn like like food and, and being like a food blogger influencer, like or you know maybe in the long term like kind of like food journalist, food yeah. like you know the, with the blogging and everything you can do, I can see it being like. Like there's so many there's so many ways to get your your content across like nobody can can tell me what I'm I'm gonna do like you wow. just, you gotta go for what you what you love life is short yeah yeah wow that's crazy <laughs> I was like that's straight fire from your mouth like that's that that's 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 amazing um, okay so I'm gonna ask you a couple, uh, couple of questions I always always end off the podcast this way Mike what's your fondest childhood memory fondest childhood memory growing up Jeez, um, I don't know why I, I assume say, it's something to do with food, but I don't know. <laughs> nah, I'd say, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe right, but, uh, <laughs> but no. Nah, but we used to go to a um, we used to go to a family friend's cottage in Muskoka. Nice. Like a lot of time, it was uh, it was the whole group, like all my dad's university friends and and all of that. But sometimes we would have. We would uh, like rent the cottage from them for for like a weekend, or actually even sometimes like like a week or two, where oh, nice. just just my family would would have that cottage and all this. So I just have, I would say it's not one particular moment, but it's just all of the memories of like going up to Muskoka and like for that for that time there, that was like almost our cottage. It felt it felt like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it's beautiful up there, and I have two siblings, younger brother and sister, and you know you're just out like having a great time, whether it's fishing or yeah. in the lake and like having a swim or whatever. And I also just have like great memories of like my, my dad and yeah. all of that. So, uh, wow. yeah, I would say that that is the, uh, that's the best awesome. childhood moment. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Give me chills. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, last question, Bolt, uh, Mike, this is the, the name of the podcast is Be Great, Be Kind. So mm-hmm. let me ask you, what does it mean for you to be great, to be kind? And we'll end it off with that. So I, I believe in, uh, you know, the law of like, treat others how, how you yourself would want to be, be treated, right? Okay. And it, I think if, if you don't operate under that as a person, <laughs> you're just kind of, you're a bit of a, you're, can I swear? Can I swear? You're a bit sure. of a shitty human being. Like if you don't kind of operate yeah. at least like to some extent, like, yeah, like you have to go after like what's yours. You, yeah. you can't truly help other people until you've taken care of yourself, right? Yeah. I don't, you like, you know, you, you won't have the, the well of value yep. to, oh, to like give that. to people unless you yourself have, have taken care of yourself. So you've got to start with that, right? Yeah. Don't be a, don't be a pushover, yeah. you know, have a, have a backbone and all this, yeah. but just, just be like, be good to people, right? Like give, give people value, treat your friends well, like any, like people who deserve it and yeah. all this, be good, be good to those people. Yeah. It's that's, not that's hard. What it, that's what it means to me. And I, I do feel that you do get more out of life. Huge. When you do 
act on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're treating value like it's this scarce thing that you like, oh, I gotta hold on to this. I can't. I can't like <laughs> give out this little tidbit of information to this person because then they might like overthrow me or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And like, because obviously, yeah, it's it's competitive out there, but yeah. depending on what what uh, industry you're in, yeah. right? But what what I've found more is when you when you give the value, it, it comes around. So you know, even with the with the food thing, right? There's a lot of like there's a lot of smaller accounts that are really trying to come up in the game. Yeah. But if if someone's my friend, yeah, man, they're oh they're kind of lucky. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like especially when it, especially when it comes to like this food industry. Yeah. Like a guy like Toronto Food Reviews. Like, don't get me wrong. He's really kind of crafted his own page, and he's really developed his own style. Yeah. But like, I I told this I told the, the guy I'm like, when we first met, because we first we met as foodies before we were even friends. Sure. But I got a good vibe off of him and all of this. I'm like, listen, man, I I can really help you. I can, yeah, yeah. I can tell you exactly what you would need to do to grow your account and and all these things. But again, coming back to like, you got to take care of yourself first. Yeah. I said to him straight up, I'm like. But if I if I give you this information, I got I got to like seriously think about like what's in it for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like maybe we can like work together and all this. It's like yeah. once I've kind of like given you, uh, you know, some some value and kind of gotten you like up to the point where you've you've learned some of, of what I do and all this. It's yeah. Like, maybe we can even work together on like the social media aspect and all this. Yeah. So actually, it has pan- panned out really well. He's I love uh, it. he's the guy who films my fall one six videos. Nice. Um, I, I've sort of started a podcast of uh, of my own as well. It's it's called the Every Bite Counts. Oh, I like it. Podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, where we're we're kind of like we're looking at food in okay. the Toronto food scene, but we're also looking at like Every Bite Counts, even from maybe like uh, a restaurant business perspective, okay. and and all of this too. And we're 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 talking about everything, influencer marketing. The other, the last episode we were talking about that uh, that song. Old Town Road, and the popularity <laughs> of that. My son which loves led to talking about TikTok, that new app. Oh yeah, 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 crazy. All this, where they're using like their yes, phones to like crazy. Old Town Road and yeah. do like a little choreographed dance. Yeah, and that's why I think like say with music, you know, something that would just been a hit on the billboards back in the day is now like goes massively viral. Yeah, you're right. And that's why a song like Old Town Road yeah. has been number one on the billboards for like 19 weeks straight. Yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, like so well, yeah, I. Uh, I enjoy giving value and imparting some of the wisdom that I've sort of gained. And I don't really hold on to it like too tightly. Sure. Unless you get bad vibes from someone, <laughs> right? You can't just, yeah. Just don't be a bad person, right? Like we all have, you know, you all have your instincts about people as yeah. well. And they, and they, and they are often right. correct as well. So you also, you do have to protect yourself out there too. Love it. But still be great. Be kind. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable time with us. Making the trek up north, it means the world to me. Time is the currency of love. I love it. Love you, brother. Thank, thank you thank so you, much. Steve, for having me. Honestly, it's like I couldn't even even imagined how well this would also like flow as well. I, I could I could honestly do this. <laughs> I, I could speak we could go for, like, for another hour, but, but obviously we you know nobody's gonna listen to a three hour long podcast, right? So. No, it's amazing. So before we leave, Mike, where can we find you? I know where to find you. Tell everyone, where can we find you? So you can find me at uh, Instagram.com forward slash Bolton's Bites. Okay. Would be kind of the main place. But also if you go to YouTube, Bolton's Bites is the channel. Awesome. Uh, yeah, those those would be the uh, two main places. And the podcast? 
You talk touch. Oh yeah, that? yeah. Everybody counts. Okay. So you can find it on Anchor. Okay, uh, would be one, but I it should be on. Uh, iTunes and, and everything. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Guys, you know the drill. Be great, be kind. Take care. See you guys.